Show podcast, and uh, we have a very special guest here today. Uh, young man, not only have I known him probably most of his life, uh, he also works at The Vibe. I guess I'm supposed to be the boss there, uh, being content director and operations manager over at uh, KTSU and The Vibe, where Amir does uh, uh, afternoons. By the way, this is the incredible Amir Diamond, afternoon man for The Vibe, uh, incredible human being. And we decided because this is Pride Month. Well, I guess he didn't really decide. Nah, you decided. I, I was driving <laughs> and decided that, you know what, this is Pride Month. And this is a conversation that he hasn't had ever with me and I never with him. And honestly, I never really thought about it until literally yesterday. Don't ask me why. I don't know if something came on a radio or I was watching something somewhere. But I was in my car, so I had to have heard something on the radio. And was like, oh, it's Pride Month. We haven't done anything with Pride Month. And I'm like, Amir. So, Amir, I've never had this conversation with you. I have no clue where it's going. Uh, I haven't prepped myself. Uh, never even acknowledged this part of whom you are. I know it to be and kind of never cared and kept it moving. And I just thought this would be a great time for us to address it. So, saying all that, Amir, uh, to get the cat out the bag, Amir... If I'm not mistaken, I have to say it that way because I never asked, is gay. I am an openly proud gay male. Yes, the, I am. The cat's out the bag. The cat's out the bag. Somebody might be watching this and be like, what they didn't know. Because I think people have an idea of what gay is. And so when they don't see people, you know, obviously you're wearing a shirt right now. But usually it's not. You don't wear it like I'm gay. I'm wearing mm-hmm. it on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. So there are some people, if they, they don't know, they don't know because they have a picture of what they've been taught of what gay is supposed to look like on TV. So it's flamboyant and loud and dresses and makeup and wig. And, and we've been it's been over and done it and perpetuated through the years. Mm-hmm. So there's some people when they see this, they don't know, Amir, that you're even gay, like I said before. So what's your to know some of these, what's what's been the most bothersome thing about the tra- the role that you're traveling? And by the way, I don't know if you ever officially came out anywhere if there is such a thing, uh, and what that walk was like for you. And I'll be honest with you, when I when I first had the opportunity to hire you. On vibe, uh, this is going to sound really bad. I was hopeful that you would be whom you are, and one of the first breaks, I turned on the radio, <laughs> and you kind of like set the stage for what this is going to be with you, and you said a couple of things, and I'm like, well, if they don't know, now they know. Click, and I was, and I can't lie, I was kind of happy because I felt in your prior life there were things about yourself that. Uh, you didn't share and to me to truly do your job as an effective communicator if you're not really by the way there are some people who are not out who do a very effective job at doing whatever it is that they do Uh, but I think there is a freedom when you allow yourself to be whom you are and don't worry about it. I'm talking too much because, like I said, I I'm was going to say now there's a lot of points that I need to hit. Okay, well, hit on, hit on. Let's I'll go. I'll start with I know you probably don't remember the conversations that you have with everybody in radio, but 
in the beginning of my career, when I was still at 97 on the box, one of the things that you told me after, I guess, listening to one of my breaks or hearing me on air was, oh, yeah, Amir's going to be good if he can just be himself <laughs> and let everything go and just be genuine to who he is. I didn't know what that meant at the time. I felt like, <laughs> I felt like, oh, dang. There, like, I, there maybe I am imposing he knows. my will. <laughs> I have always known whom you are, mm-hmm. but it's not my job. To, and I think a lot of times we have friends and family members, and I feel like you family, be honest with you. You have to allow them to walk how they want to walk. You understand? And when they're ready to share, like we've never had a sharing moment. It mm-hmm. is either you just deal with a me or you don't. Mm-hmm. And I was cool with that as well because you don't have to wear it like a badge. Anyway, I'm talking way too much. I want you to go ahead and explain. Well, what, so my apologies on that because no, I've a, always felt like I've and I you not don't just need to not, apologize not with for just that. you being that, but I've had conversation when you when you're when you're into being a jock. Mm-hmm. I don't think if there's not to me, you're not really able to do that job if you're not having the freedom of being whom you are. You're not sharing with your audience the way you need to. Mm-hmm. By the way, I know there are some who have not shared their family. Like I didn't for years, I didn't share that I had my two girls and all this stuff. And then one day, accidentally having a conversation, I mentioned, well, when I was with my kids, and then everybody found out, and everybody was looking at me crazy in the room, like. What kids are you talking about? <laughs> so I get people not wanting to share certain things, and it's nobody's business, but I think it makes you a way better communicator when some things about yourself you can share, and there's a freedom that you have as a jock. So it was from a totally, it was from a total jock, selfish jock programming perspective when I, if, if and when I made that comment. And obviously, I made it to you and you remembered. But I, I, I probably, it sounds like something I would say being a programmer. So there it is. I think one of the things is I also didn't know how to do it appropriately in that space. One of the frustrations that I had growing mm. up was I didn't see somebody who looked like me mm. in the media. I always saw like flamboyant mm. characters. And that's why I feel like, I mean, I have different conversations with people in the business who are straight who say that they're pushing this agenda, but I feel like I would have loved to see somebody because I know that it exists. I know that there are rappers, there are actors who are gay mm. that don't come out. And I just wish I had that to look up to when I was growing up. So I, I was kind of figuring out how to do it on a hip hop station at that because hip hop is slow to accept the LGBTQ plus lifestyle in mm. some aspects, I think. And um, I think I, it used to be that way more because it was so we hardcore i think it's more accepting that but that's my opinion i could be very wrong so i never played like i was straight i never talked about how i'm attracted to females like the average straight person might do on the on air so i felt like that i was still being myself on the radio but no i never necessarily came out and said the words i'm gay on air until Maybe like 2017 when I was on a pop station, when I was on Radio mm-hmm. Now 92.1, mm-hmm. and I posted it online as well. So that is the official uh, really? coming okay. out story as far as publicly is mm-hmm. concerned. I came out to my family when I was 23. What took so long? I wasn't comfortable with myself. Really? I would pray to God every night asking him to take the feelings away. Mm-hmm. I, I was really trying to figure out if this is something that I could change about myself. Mm. And I've learned that it's not. Okay, so what programmed you to think that what was, obviously the world's perspective is something is wrong with you. Mm -hmm. So 
you're saying that you were programmed with that thought that there is something wrong with me and I need to fix myself. This is going to be dumb. What were you doing trying to, in theory, fix yourself? Praying. Right. Asking God to give me the answers. Asking God, is there a way for me to be straight? And I think one thing that people don't consider is... Because I hear the 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 phrase like you can choose to be gay or not. I don't think that that's true. I don't think for somebody like me, my personality, I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be left out. I don't want people. I don't want to walk into a room and wonder if somebody's going to accept me or not. If I could be straight, I think that I would choose that path. But it's not something that you yeah, I can't help you. Did you? Okay, got to ask the next dumb question. When did you know that? Oh man, I'm attracted to guys. Probably like middle school. Really? And there was no one that you could have this conversation with? I don't think so. That part is hard. And I, I don't, I don't want to, I'm just, I got kids, let me put it like that. And they've bounced amongst different lives. And we've had these conversations. Uh, and as a father, what you try to do is make sure that whatever your kid is feeling uh they're aware of what that feeling means. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, um, for me, because I know some of your family members, it's kind of, I, I, I have a hard time believing that there was no one that you could go to <laughs> and have a conversation. <laughs> but but I can know people from a totally different perspective. Exactly. Okay, so let me exactly. I have to throw that caveat out there. So, but it, it seems like you're from a very warm background and that you could have had these conversations, but maybe your fear stopped you from having those conversations. I'm just that could be, I, and I'm just we're having conversations now. We're just talking now. So uh, one of the things about my mom, she is a broadcaster. I didn't say no one's name. <laughs> I didn't put nobody out there. She I'm is a broadcaster. In very generic terms. Let me be clear about this. I come from a single parent home. My mom is a broadcaster, well known in Houston, Texas. So a lot of times people think that she's talkative, but you know my mom. She's you know quiet. she's, she's a Pisces. quiet. Yeah, yeah she yeah. is quiet. So we don't necessarily have. But she's a very warm human being. Yeah, that's true. Right? So yeah. that's why I'm feeling like you could, hey, I got to talk to your person. And this is what I'm going through. And at, I have to be, I'm having, I'm, I have to ask these stupid, at no period of time you never thought that this is a conversation that you could walk, go to this person with and have a very reasonable conversation. No. Really? I was too afraid. I was too but scared. But it was you. You were afraid. Yeah, you, I was okay, afraid, okay, but... Okay. Yeah, I was afraid. I put okay. it on me. I was afraid. And then when you're 12 and 13, at least in the times that I was growing up, now it's a little bit more accepting for people who are in middle school, even maybe elementary. But just true. being called gay, that that's an insult that is automatically thrown out and around. So when you want to hurt somebody. Yeah. For sure. So for sure. I'm like, well, in my head, I'm like, I really am this way. So. I don't want to say that I am because I'm already being made fun of for it. So I, I didn't feel comfortable talking to anybody about it. it and, and then going back to parents, like my, my dad wasn't really in my life, but there were a couple of times where we would travel to go see him like holidays or summers. And it's so weird because we would see like random people on the street and he would just, I guess, assume, I don't know what he saw in them that they were gay. He was like, oh, that person's gay. He'll call them the F word. Oh, that person's uh Ever. Mm-hmm. We don't mess with people like that. And then and I'm in the back seat, knowing who I am already at that mm-hmm. age. And that's a parent telling me that even though he's totally different from my mom, that's a father figure in my life as well. I just didn't have the language to to address that issue. You know, mm-hmm. wow, that's hard to me. Never, never, never thought about that. I, 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 
my opinion is that because I've seen the people that you've been around, because you have there's a tribe of people that there was maybe an opportunity and at least somebody that you could have this conversation with. It's kind of blowing my mind. We like, nah. <laughs> and and maybe it's the weight that you put on yourself because as children, there's weights that we put on ourselves. Next dumb question. Did something happen as to why you think you're this way? Or you just, one day you woke up like, man, George is looking some type of way to me. And, I'm being, and I know I'm sound, you know, because I'm the Mad Hatter, so I know I have a tendency to say things. And I sound, but I'm really being serious. You no, know? that's Did, a question that everybody, I feel like, asks when it comes to people Because the in people want, it, it, they, they, it, to most people, they feel like it has to be attributed to something. I don't think so. I okay. think... Um, I was born this way. I've heard stories from like my aunts of me wanting to play with just say a doll, for instance, or playing with somebody's high heels who they left in the room and the adults would be like, oh, no, don't do that. Or that's for girls or or, or things of that nature. So I feel like I was always this way. And And there was no particular situation that made me think, you know, made me. Gay, I guess. So you've been uncomfortably leading that part of your life. Most, most of your, most Ooh, of your, all, mostly, all your, yeah. all, all of your childhood years. Oh, yeah, for years. sure, all my childhood, yeah, all my Into childhood. your 20s. Mm-hmm. Early 20s. It took me a long time to come to terms How many with sleepless, I, I have to ask, Amir, how many sleepless nights, hurtful nights, crying nights is that when there is no one that you can turn to for any type of comfort at any time? Not, 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 a, not a brother, not really. This I can't. I, I, you, I, I so. can't count how many nights I cried God. and prayed, cried and prayed and cried Jeez. and prayed. I can't count how many nights. Wow. So that's rough. Okay. So not even there was never was there a friend along the way that you could at least share, like, hey, bro, or whatever, whomever, that you could share whom you really are. And have this conversation that could lighten the load, because people don't realize the amount of of, of the weight that can be on a child. Mm, I'll say, I guess I really started coming into myself a little bit more once I went to college to see that there. So we're still uh, in college, though. So yeah, we, still okay. in college. So I'm just trying to see After high point, if there's anybody during that time at all, and and. I mean, in high school. Not a grandma, grandpa, cousin, whoever, whomever. Well, we don't have family in the city. It's just me, my mom, and my brother. I mean, I could call them and let them know. But I I, I still didn't feel safe. There were probably people. That's the key word. You didn't feel safe. Yeah, I didn't feel safe. safe. Uh, There were probably, well, I will say there were people in my circle in high school years as far as friends are concerned that I probably could have let it out at that time and it would have been fine because I'm still friends with them now but I just didn't feel comfortable at that point in time do you think that there were those though that knew knew whom Amir was and if you ain't having the conversation like for instance <laughs> me and you never had this conversation but it, it kind of like I wrote kind of like it ain't none of my business dog mm-hmm. unless you make it my business but I'm comfortable and I'm cool with whatever it is. But I I don't want this person to be feeling some type of way. Yeah. So I got to act unknowing just so this person is comfortable. You understand what I'm saying? I came out to four people. I came out to my mom. I came out to my best friend who's straight. I came out to, I have a half sister, my sister who I was really close to at the time. And I came out to my aunt. And... <clears throat> 
what you're saying is kind of, I mean, that's another reason why I was kind of on the edge because I feel like once I did, I mean, they already knew. Right. So and like, I, didn't, yeah, like, I didn't act any differently. <laughs> so what is really the point of having to come out? Uh. But once I did, I, I've noticed that we are able to talk about certain things that I couldn't talk with them about before because I was hiding who I am for, mm. from, from them. Right, right, right. How difficult was it for your four folks? And were, were, and were they aware? Like, when you finally said it, I'm like, I feel like he was the last one to know. So you understand what I'm saying? Like, once you acknowledge it, I'm like, whoo, man, I'm glad that weight is gone for that dude. You I understand think, what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think for half of them, <laughs> it was 100% like they already knew. Right. I think with parents, like I think with my mom, which I've never... We're going to talk about this soon. Me and my mom, we're going to talk... Not, oh, y'all have not really overly... Really? <laughs> Just the one day Maybe when I came out... this is the out, wrong platform no, for this, no, dude, no, I, know, good, no. I know this person might casually not, fall upon this. Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, I think for parents... And I'm glad you did this, by the way. When I called, I, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm like, I don't, I'm 50-50 if Amir is really ready to have this conversation just because the people who know me, who I know, it's not going to even be the people who usually fall. It's going to be the real people really close to me like, are they really getting ready to have this conversation? Mm-hmm. That, I mean, same for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Okay. <laughs> same we, for okay, me. Okay. Uh, but I will say, I feel like parents, even if they know that their child is gay, they have... It, it's still it's blinders. Some, yeah, it's still something that they probably don't want to accept and might kind of push to the side until that child officially comes out and says it. And so that's why I feel like I could be wrong. Mm. My mom was at that time. And then the other person who it was kind of difficult was my best friend because he's straight. And so I didn't know how he was going to receive it, but he was upset for literally 24 hours. And he was only upset because I didn't feel like I could come to him to talk I about get that. it. Because y'all were supposed to be boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would have probably been like that, too. Uh, did he have any... Did he know that? Did he suspect? He had a girlfriend who would gossip about it. His girlfriend and his mom would gossip and say, oh, Mir is gay. And he'll be like, oh, no, 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 he's not. <laughs> wow. He literally is the last to know. Yeesh. Y'all still cool? Oh, yeah. He got That's over. my best friend. Yeah, yeah he's small he got That's cool. Good, 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 good. But everybody else... Okay, this is dumb. What do you think that they saw that he could not see? And maybe this is me asking that question because I've, I've always known, even when you was, you know, because you've been around me, like I said, practically your whole life. Mm-hmm. I I just didn't feel like it was my place. And you know what? It was never, and I think other people around us were aware. It never, and this is, this is oddly the truth, it never was a gossip. You know how some people gossip? It's a gossipy point. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like a loud unknown knowing that is just unspoken. <laughs> but you know, like everybody knows, but it's, it's like... It's not talked about. Truly not talked about, mm-hmm. which is now that I think about it, it's kind of weird. But, no one, back- but nobody ever called me like, hey, you know Amir is like, there was yeah. no big surprise. It was like yeah. more like, hey man, that boy did a break today. I'm like, finally, man. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, and that, then we go on to the next conversation. That goes back to what I was saying. I always was just myself. I didn't try to act like I was somebody else. You didn't. Like, there's no. This sounds bad. You have not changed that all to me. Mm-hmm. To me, 
I think you're the only thing that's changed is you're able to talk about certain subjects freely. Freely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you you still play a line like you won't never go like like one day you did. <laughs> you talked about somebody that a poster that you had on oh, the yeah. wall. Uh, and I forgot a- what that was. I just remember that, and I was like, okay, where are we getting ready to go with this conversation? Yeah, I played around. It was a little a joke <laughs> a joke that I said on air, but was kind of true, I guess. But I was talking about how back in high school, I had posters up of Ashanti, right, right, Maya, right. and Beyonce. Those were now, the three girls. Now, this is going to sound bad. When you said that, I'm like... I kind of don't believe him. No, that's facts. Okay, okay, okay. There's okay, probably cool, a picture cool. somewhere. I don't know why I would take pictures of my bedroom, but literally plastered, probably like wallpaper. Maya, Ashanti, and Beyonce. Well. And you know, Beyonce is still my favorite. <laughs> yeah, we, me and you had a discussion about Beyonce one day because it seemed like you turned your back uh, for uh, a day. Uh, but we yeah, won't get into talk about that. That, yeah. that. Not in this conversation. But, but yeah, in the break, I was talking about how those were the people that I had on my wall in high school but now that I've grown up and I'm gay now I have pictures of half naked men on my did you say that I don't remember (laughs) something along those lines I don't remember that because I'm like Amir I kind of like don't believe what you when you you kind of said it like you said I think maybe you were half joking and you didn't finish the whole thing I'm like hey man if Brad was on there you gotta say it man don't play around (laughs) with that thing just let it be what it is but I don't remember the context of when I seen it I was like mmm some along those lines. I'm like, if you're going to do it, just go all the do way. Yeah, don't halfway it, man. Don't halfway it. And that's the programming <laughs> me, though. That wasn't about a lifestyle thing. I'm like, if you're going to do it, commit yourself to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that was the programming me saying, uh, he didn't fully commit on that break. <laughs> but I ain't call you on it because I'm like, again, these, you're still, in my opinion, there's still steps that you're walking, even though I know you're much older at that this point. But I still think that there's steps that you're taking. And I think you do live out, you're more so now, even than when you first started three years ago, on the vibe. Mm -hmm. But to me, it still seems like a walk. Like, this is a very bold step that we're taking right now, to me. Well, this is uh, a little bit easy for me. I don't know why, but it's a little bit easy for me. Maybe because I talk to my friends and my family members and the people who I've come out to mm-hmm. already about it, not necessarily in front of a camera right, right, or on right, the airway. So this is a little bit Because I hear you talk to other people about them coming out. I'm like, he ain't yeah, going to share that. nothing. And you're, you're a well, true broadcaster because you're there just getting the story of the person that you're yeah, talking to. Yeah, it's not about to. me when I'm right, interviewing it's not. them. And I appreciate that. I might slide in Y'all a little once you come. I will take myself in and out of a story as I as I deem necessary. Mm-hmm. So, But um, I, it's still... A struggle, I will mm-hmm. say. Like, for instance, I went to, and Logic's not a hardcore rapper, but right. I went to a rap concert, mm-hmm. Logic's concert, last week, and it was last minute. And the outfit that I had, I was not feeling. My shirt was getting wrinkly at the top because it was sweaty and hot. And there was one extra shirt that I happened to have in the car, and it was this shirt right here, proud shirt. But I'm like, dang, I don't really want to wear something so that has— So you still go through yeah, that. Yeah, I still yeah. go through it. I didn't Now, that part I didn't think because you seem to be very—you're you're getting comfortable. So I'm lying a little bit. You're getting comfortable. But on something like this, it would seem like There's, that would— I, I feel like that's— I don't know. I, I view it as a minute issue because I ended up putting on the shirt because in my head I, I had a 
a whole talk in my head about, well, there need, there might be other gay people there. I'm sure there are other gay people there who need to see me wearing this shirt so that they can feel more comfortable in their walk as well. Hopefully, that's, that's what happens. Now, see, here's my thing with this shirt. This shirt <laughs> supposedly automatically says you gay. But what if I just like the colors and think it looked dope? You could. You know what I'm saying? But I, get, I, could, I listen, could be making it up in my listen, head. I actually was having this conversation with myself driving because I saw something. I, I saw something and it had that. And it immediately it says if I wear this, I am this. But I it can't it, it can't cannot why can't it say that I just thought it was dope? No, it can't. But I think because That's of society, true. you know. But I think because of society, they're gonna say, "Oh, you represent this," or da 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 da. And I don't know. I was just having this conversation. It totally was in my head. I'm just having it with you now because it's ironic that you wore that shirt, and I was thinking that thought the other day. But you if know, you're but, if you're wearing something of this, it could be because you just think it's dope. But I also want to mention that it could mean that you're an ally as well. It doesn't mean that you're gay just because okay, you're wearing okay, a, you know that. a shirt that, that has rainbow colors on it. You you said something when we first started off that oh god what's the phrase that you use when they are trying to acclimate us to a certain oh, way of thinking uh, like pushing the agenda. agenda you mentioned the agenda do you not think that there's somewhat of a gay agenda I have to ask you that now I'm be I'm gonna be honest with you sometimes I'm saying to myself you ain't have to say that or you didn't have to do that or you didn't have to show that we get it you know what I'm saying. And maybe, maybe I'm wrong for that. I don't know. Sometimes I do feel like certain things have an agenda-ish feel to it. Maybe I would say a small percentage. Okay. okay but people try to act like if, like for me, I post about gay content or that I'm gay on my page. But in my head, I'm like... I don't want to post it more than once. I don't want to talk about this every year because people might feel like I'm pushing an agenda on them. Mm. So to me, it's like, well, what is the line? When do you know it's too agenda much to talk about or too little to talk about? Because even with me in my post, just this year, an artist found out that I'm gay. He didn't know. Really? And I've been publicly out for what? What was their, what was their take on it when they, when they found out? Oh, they out? were happy. Oh, they were well, proud, proud of me. Good. They actually was like, Amir, I'm proud of you. I thought he was talking about like the interviews that I've been doing at The Vibe. He was like, nah, I'm not talking about The Vibe. I'm talking about you coming out. And I'm like, <laughs> well, <laughs> I've been out for like yeah, so over five you, years. But I'm telling you, there's still people that don't know Amir because they've been, the story, it gets perpetuated that gay looks a certain way. Mm-hmm. So you don't carry this badge around. You're like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm, you you don't seem to have an agenda, so a lot of people probably wouldn't know because you're just being a mirror. So when there's certain things you like or certain things you like to talk about, or sometimes you like, I'm not into this right here. I guess because it doesn't have a certain appearance, they're not picking up on that. Yeah, but I think that's what makes it accepting. I don't, I don't feel that I knew what you were I, as a human being. I was okay with it. Ever since you here, mm-hmm. I never felt like there was no agenda. You would just but be some people who, aren't. Eh, some adults okay. aren't. Some people see that kid and they probably pick up on it as well, but try to either shelter that kid from that lifestyle. They don't want them to know about it. I I, I don't know what their logic is, but I feel like that kid that causes issues because they're not going to want to come to their parent and discuss it. And they're going to continue to hide who they are. But inside, they, they know when they end up coming becoming an adult, that's who they're going to be. And if they're not 
safe enough or if if they're not comfortable enough with that, then that's when like suicide stuff comes into play. Like there 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 were times where I'm I'm glad you went to that because I was going to ask about that how. And we don't realize, and I don't know the numbers on it. You know, I, I hear numbers on so many different things, but I want to say uh, within certain communities, because of what they go through, suicide could be higher. Um, what what do you think took you close to that point and why? Because it never come, comes across to me that at any time is Amir's life bad. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm on the appearance. Mm. Okay. So I've never seen you looking and how's, how's unhappy supposed to look? You don't know. Shoot. I wasn't happy for years doing radio. Nobody never knew it. So I, I, me, I, me and my mom talk about this and her phrase that she likes to play around with is tears of a clown because yeah, that's what, yeah. No doubt, jocks, no doubt. we are, we're not necessarily forced to be happy. I guess we can get on air and share our true feelings, but a lot of times we're, even if we're not in a good mood, we have to put on a good show and we have to be upbeat despite that, the, the real life issues that we're going through. So, right. of course, I've been unhappy. But even as a kid, it didn't seem like, I, I never detected that uh, this kid is an unhappy kid. I never, and, may, and and then maybe I ain't looking for it either. You know what I'm saying? I see you minutes at a time and you're laughing and whatever, whatever, but that could be because of the conversation that's happening at this moment. You could then leave and be devastated for the rest of the day. I don't know. I wouldn't say that I was a sad kid. I did have a very happy and uh, blessed right. life. Right, right, no doubt. But there were sad times. It wasn't a sad and childhood. The it was is sad times. Is it that you don't, you can't go to school? I'll tell you what my kid, my kid felt like they wanted to be able to hold hands. Hmm. With the person that they like, like the other kids can hold hands and do stuff, um, which was an interesting conversation, to mm-hmm. say the least. Uh, so was your what was your sadness from what what was what provoked it? I think my sadness was from just wanting. Not to be gay, not yeah. wanting to wow. be gay. OK, OK, I can dig that. But I had a lot of uh, good friends who just kind of took me under their wing and let me be myself. Not that I ever said those words when I was younger, but I think those are people who added to my happiness and took away from the sadness. Mm. I I do have one problem, Amir. I have to be honest. And you know what my problem has always been is that it seemed that you were never able, and I don't know if this is still the case, but I would hear you on certain moments, and this is when you're having your moments on the air, Mm -hmm. that you would speak on not having the love that you feel that you deserve. A partner. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that is still the case. I don't, and I I never asked, I just didn't feel, I felt like I would have been imposing. it, But it, it seemed like that was one aspect of your life. And I don't know if this is just you being a radio performer, but it seemed, because of other things you were saying on the air, it seemed like it was coming from a real place. Oh, yeah, it was coming from a real okay. place. Right. It still is coming from a real place. What is, man, we're really going in different places. Uh, what has been the problem? No, no, I don't want to call it a problem. Why have you not been able to find a partner? And maybe this ain't got nothing to do with a lifestyle. Maybe this is just you ain't been able to find that person and why do you think that is? I think that's 
partly it. I just haven't been able to find that person. Uh, the people that I have dated, I will say I have trust issues. So it's it kind, it's kind of hard for me to open up to anybody, not just people in re- relationships, mm. but Stop. friendships as well. Were you not <clears throat> able to open up because of how you've always been and you've been closed off because of whom you think you are? No, or just, you just have trust issues yeah, just and trust. I just... I can't give you all of me. Yeah, that's how I am. Well, God that's dang. how I am. But that's but a whole, then, that's a whole nother show right there, man. Another <laughs> thing that I will say is for uh for at least for people, I, I don't want to speak for everybody, Absolutely. but for me, mm-hmm. it's hard to find somebody else who's gay because for instance, if I'm in a grocery store and I see somebody who's attractive, I can't really step to them because if they're straight, then I don't know how they're gonna respond. Uh, I never yeah. So it's hard to tell unless you're like at a gay bar or a gay club or something like that. Or maybe. uh, Do you feel like you have to be in those kind of settings to find the love you're looking for? Because it seems like that's. This is going to sound bad. It seems to be unfortunate that you would feel that that's the only places you can go are those environments where you can find Like gay bars and gay clubs. Because somebody else could be in the grocery store. You see somebody, you start talking, next thing you know, it's changed your whole life. Mm -hmm. Um. Yes and no, because my thing is I don't want to find somebody who's in a bar or club drinking every day. I feel like that will be an mm. issue in our lives. So, no, I don't I don't really want to find anybody out there. Even though they could be out there, it could be one day so, they're okay, celebrating. So, so, I ain't trying to get that deep into your personal, but so how do you expect them? <laughs> if you don't, because there, there's not... I don't okay, I don't I don't know enough about the lifestyle to be able to say that there may be not places you shouldn't no one should have to go to this certain place to find somebody that they want to be with for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. So I guess that would even be unfair to say that, well, if you don't put yourself out there in that circle, you can't find that person. I feel like enough people in the city know who I am and But that's okay, to me that's worse. Not because even being gay, because of being now, it's like me being Mad Hatter. I was very careful about whom I let in my life because is it Benjamin you down with or mm-hmm. this dude that you heard on the radio who just doing whatever he's doing on the radio. Mm-hmm. Now, Amir, well, I already said I, I, I have a tough time trusting people in general, so it will be tough for them to probably get through the walls at first. Anyway, regardless, mm-hmm. got you. All right, that's the one thing about you that to me always. But I'm just saying, like, I'm sure there may be artists who have a gay cousin or a gay brother that they can hook me up with. (laughs) (laughs) There's somebody that you might know. I don't have to go to a gay bar or a gay club (laughs) to find somebody. Y'all got got some people in y'all circle that y'all know. Holla at your boy. Exactly. Oh, my God. What's What's been the easiest and then what's been the hardest about reckoning with whom you are the hardest part has been staying consistent i guess and not being afraid like the little situation that i told you about at the hip-hop concert Mm. oh you know what you know what's the hardest thing what has been the hardest is when i see other people or hear of other people getting mistreated because they're gay like if it's a group of straight men and they start Talking about talking down on somebody who's gay. The hardest part is me building up the courage to say no. That's not cool. That's been the hardest part. Mm. The easiest part. <laughs> the easiest part is just living my life now. Like it's a newfound freedom. 
a newfound like it's no stress on my shoulders i don't have to hide anymore i can just be me so the easiest part has just been living on the other side of coming out it, and you're right amir i think um i'm thinking about what a word that has been flo- and this you know hey man i'd be lying if i said i didn't see it or hear it um people just throw out zingers like ah man he's acting gay mm-hmm Probably even said it in the past. Mm-hmm. I can't. I'm not going to sit here and start fronting. Look, and, and I've you, said it when you, I was younger, just right, because it, it's, that was it's sayings in the community. And, and this, and I'm not taking my thing, putting it off on nobody else. Mm-hmm. I can, I can only, I have to wear my own shoes. You know what I'm saying? I, I, no matter what somebody else did, said the atmosphere you was around. It's just these words that we grow up and they get tossed out because that insult adds a certain pain that you know you can get across if you throw it at somebody. Mm-hmm. And now you, as you grow older, you look back and like, oof, that's, you know, even with TV shows and music that you listen to, you can't even listen to it or watch these things the same anymore because of your awareness now. And you're like, wow, that was so out of pocket. It's kind of interesting being in that place too, knowing that you were saying something hurtful and not mindful of it while you no, you are mindful of you know it is hurtful because you said it and it hurt the other person. It did exactly what you wanted it to do. It got them excited to a point where now y'all both over here fighting because you said he's a sissy or he's this or he's that. So how rough is it for you? And here you are. You say I I, I did it myself. I, I don't even know my question. Like what is that like knowing that? Okay, now I'm saying something that I know would be hurtful to me, but just so I can exact, so I can, you know, be hit this person with some pain. I'm gonna hit him in a place where I know in society it has deemed that hurtful. So I'm gonna use it. Mm-hmm. How, when you I, did that, you thought what to yourself? Like I don't know bro, what I thought. Just going along with the trend going here. Yeah, yeah. So those are the most hurtful things. Okay, the conversation that you say you must have. Why is there still a conversation that has to be had? <laughs> if it's too deep, we don't have to. But you you threw it out there and as and I know there's people that watch this kind of stuff, they're gonna be like, oh, you didn't ask this, you didn't ask that. And you kind of lob that out there. So as a as a person talking to you, I'm like, what is the I'm just curious as what the, the reckoning is. The and, and, reason why we're going to talk about this in detail is because I want to help my mom write a book about her life. And so we're going to talk about some of the big issues or not issues, just some of the big scenarios that have happened Mm. with her. And I want to get her experience and her side and what she was feeling when I came out to her Mm -hmm. and just for her to share that part of her life. So hopefully can help other families who have children who are in the community. That's deep. All right. This this part, you don't have to answer. What could she have done to have been more helpful to you earlier? Be more uh, verbal. Be more open to having different conversations with me. <clears throat> mm. That would have helped you in what way? That would have helped me be more in tune with myself earlier and not hide my feelings or hide who I am. Mm. Okay. All right. 
going to get off that now because those are conversations that you and that person need to have mm-hmm. that have not said the name, <laughs> said family member, because it's love. It's always love. Always. It's always love. I'm blessed to have a mom like mine. I know everybody says that their mom is the best. No. <laughs> My well. mom is the best. Well. My mom is the best. All right. Well, I don't want to get into these kind of arguments either. <laughs> Uh, my mom was a she's an all right gal as well so I'm gonna just leave that there Amir I, I really want to have this conversation with you I've never had it you, oh here's something what's your idea about those who you know are closeted but feel the need to keep it closeted I'm just curious as your thoughts on that because I think I usually here I'm asking you and I'm answering, but this is my podcast and this is so you can I do what you want here, kind of. And so I just feel like, man, life is much easier for you when you just oh, it truly sp- is, you know. But 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 it's everybody's not me. Yeah. everybody's uh, situation, everybody's environment is not like mine. Mm. People who may be closeted, maybe they can't come out because. Their parents will put them out, and then they don't have any place to, places to go. So I can't really judge on somebody for their reasoning Facts. not to come out at a certain Facts. period in their time Facts. in their life. That. So how do how would you tell that person that can't? They could be watching. How do you tell? It could be a kid. It could be an adult. It could be anybody. What do you say to them on this journey that they're on when there's not somebody they can turn to? What advice can you give them so they can have something to hold on to? Because mm-hmm. sometimes there's, like you, there, there was nothing those first few mm-hmm. years. Well, that that's one of the reasons why I decided to come out as well because I wanted people who were younger or even people who may be older who haven't come out yet yeah, to, to yeah to have yeah. somebody to go to. I open up my platform. You can always come and talk to me. But also my advice would be to find people in your circle, find people who you think might be accepting of it, whether it's friends or family members, even if it's strangers, there's different community centers that you can go to to help get those feelings out and they can give you even more advice. What about for that person they're in a an environment that is they already know it's mm. it's not going to be accepting the mirror is is how how do you what can you say to be helpful to this person who is in that environment and you know as we had this conversation easy for others to have you know what i just had this conversation and lived my life but for the others there is a huge fear there's a real fear that me saying this Dad ain't going to holler at me no more. Hmm. Mama's done. My best friend, mm-hmm. who's a guy or a girl, whatever my thing is, ain't going to kick it with me no more. I could lose that person. You know, your whole identity is attached to all this stuff. And, you know, how do you how do you help this person navigate uh, knowing that they have that kind of... That, that part I don't have the answers to because I've okay. never been... In that type of situation, but I will say they're like maybe go visit the normal anomaly. There's somebody in the LGBTQ plus community, and I know that one of their founders went through something similar like that. His name's Ian Haddock, and um, just reach out to different places like that to see if they could give you some advice on what to do and where to go okay. from there. All right, now 
What's <laughs> Oh Lord. I like talking to you because you're honest. Uh at any point in time, this is going back to a, the, the agenda. <laughs> Have you ever looked at something or something happened? You like, uh, agenda. Yes. Okay. All right. We ain't have to go into detail. Just sometimes. This is what I will say. Like, okay. I want to, what I want to see is more masculine people in the entertainment industry. Some things. Oh, I what you mean? What you explain that? You want to see somebody that's gay, but he's. He's just, he just, just a dude. Yeah, he ain't gotta he's, be feminine. Yeah, he's not wearing long hair. He's not twerking. He's not uh, he just a, he wearing just a, a dress. Yeah. So some of the things that I, I I see Lil Nas X doing, for instance, I feel like is that really him, or are people telling him to be that way to attract a particular agenda, audience? Uh, feel that. Feel that. Because when he first came, when he was first out, like with Old Town Road, he wasn't. Wearing female clothing, but maybe this is what he always wanted. Maybe to do. that's why I can't. But I can't that's the question that. that I have in my head: like, is this really him or not? Uh, I'm trying to figure it out. Sometimes somebody probably went to him and say, "You know, you can make more money if, if you do this." And I kind of feel like sometimes in the entertainment industry, when you go certain directions, it does seem like there's a a, a bit of a bag there for you to receive mm-hmm. when you go a certain way. I'm not here to knock it either way. If that's what you want to do, X, knock yourself out. Old Town Road, I was with you on that one right there. I can't. That one was okay. But uh, I sometimes I do look at some stuff and I'm like, it looks like an agenda. And, and why does it have to have this visual appearance to it? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm very proud of you, Amir. Appreciate not that it. I have to be. I ain't your daddy or your, your, your brother. I feel like you're like a little brother, but... Uh, I'm proud of you that you've been able to embrace whom you are proudly. And, man, this is going to sound bad. Somebody's going to get mad at me. I appreciate in which, in whom you are and how you are that and how you, and how you wear that, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Uh, I think you're a million percent authentic to whom Amir Diamond is. And, and I really like you as a jock. Appreciate I it. think that you... You have, I'll be honest with you, man, you are very shy. Uh, you seem to be in this one shell for a long time. And I wasn't sure if, and not the shell because I'm this per, this way, as a jock, now I'm talking as a programmer. I didn't know if you were, would be willing to allow yourself to be the best jock that you could be. And for me, you know, aside from everything else, for me, the most incredible thing that I had the opportunity to watch is you become a great job. I think you here 10 years ago, you're anywhere in the world that you want to be. Yeah. Two totally different Amir Diamonds. Probably. Probably. But what I hear on the air, I'm, and I'm talking... I'm talking from a programming jock perspective. Everything else we've been talking about is one thing. But when I hear you on the air, I'm like, this guy gets it. Appreciate it. And, and I just feel like the time and place that we're in right now has you locked in here because of the way things have transitioned in the business. For sure. For sure. But if things were prior to social media and YouTube and and you could just be an excellent jock, you, L.A., New York, you would have flourished. Mm, thank you. And sometimes I'm like, man, it's terrible that the game 
of broadcasting is where it is now because there's talents like you that their voices are missing Mm -hmm. because everything you do got to be a visual and you got to go viral and you got to have a dance attached to it. And and sometimes you just want to hear a good, clean jog, do good, clean breaks. And you do that, man. You deliver every time, man. And it's it's bad because I'm like, okay, as his boss, sometimes I need to be able to have something bad to say. Nah, nah, keep the good so, things coming. <laughs> but so look, every, I once, say every, every once in a while, I'll be like, hey, Amir, da 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 da. Because you get so yeah. used to me saying, that was great, no, that was great, this is great, that no, was great. No, I don't get used to it. Nah, I'm so always I'm on like, my every toes. once in a while, I got to throw a zinger in there, like, hey. Nah, I know so. Mad Hatter's listening. I, I know I got to be on my game every time. And I will say another thing that you said oh, on God. my come up was. Our program director at the time was like, you got to listen to Amir. You got to listen to Amir. He's cold. He, need, he needs you to co-sign him. He was like, you, you said, oh, Amir don't need no co-sign. He got his mom. He don't need me to co-sign. But now, <laughs> now I'm I like. I did say that. Now I know I said that. Because your mom is excellent, man. She's uh, another another excellent broadcaster. She just from that school of excellence. Yeah, but I've told you this before. Your mom's always going to be ah! <laughs> To get kudos from somebody who is a Radio <laughs> Hall of Famer is different. But it's in your blood. Here's the funny thing, Amir. We're so off point now. I can hear your mom in you. Although you're like, ah, I don't want to hear from her. No, I can, I, can hear, I can hear it in myself, I hear, too. When I hear, it's like your energies are just different. Mm-hmm. But the jock, the, 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 just the bare level of jock, I literally can hear your mom. I can see that. Like her voice, I can hear it when you're talking. I hear, I'm like, oh, that's Candy Eastman right mm-hmm. there. Oh, sorry. Even me, I'll be listening to her show and it'll be break after break, awesome break, awesome break. I'm like, oh, oh she yeah. Clean. Your mom is one, your mom is one of the cleanest. She one of the cleanest jocks in the game, man. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no surprise why she's been on the air doing what she's been doing for as long as she's been doing it. Your mom, when when you there's a few. Incredible. Like, there's some jocks, you know, they do the controversy and their shows yeah, about she don't controversy like that. and all. To me, the hardest thing to do is be a clean cut, not clean like I, my, my topics, but to be a clean cut jock and be great and concise and can relate to the music or tell a story. Your mom is really that. Um, over the years, it became I can say something trashy about some artist, and that's my claim to fame. Your mom is to me the traditional clean jock. You have that in you, and maybe, excuse me, your advantage is that you've grown up in that, and maybe that's why you're good. I, that has to be the reason why. That's the only thing that but I can you think get of. It, but you get it. And there's man, all right. This is gonna be my. You, I love it when there's a talent, and you don't have to tell them what to do. As talent. Hmm. Every every boss, program director in the world doesn't necessarily get that. You come across a few jocks in time where you know they're going to do what they're supposed to do, how they're supposed to do it, and they're going to excel. You come across a few of those in your time. To me, like I said before, the bad thing about you is you don't get to live where I lived. Like, put a mirror in 1997, 98, 99, he out of here. Ooh. He out of here. I wish I could have been and there. That, and by the way, let me just say something. It's not to say that Amir is not out of here now. What you what you have to do now in the world that you live in is find a way to be authentically 100% you 
aside from the broadcasting because now it truly is 100% about that person, not necessarily the frequency or umbrella in which they work. Mm -hmm. And if you can figure out a way to take whom you are, and I hate to say this, and brand it, Mm -hmm. you you still get to live that excellent life as a broadcaster or influencer or whatever you want to call it. So I do want to say that. But I am proud of you. I think as far as jock, you're just out of the world to me. But I will still find reasons to complain because that's my job. Uh, and I'm happy that you're able to live how you want to live. And, and I'm hopeful that you find the love that you deserve because I think everyone deserves a compassionate, kind, peaceful love. And when you can find that, life is just, everything else that comes mm-hmm. is just a, a, some butter on the bread that's already been there. I'm claiming it. You know I'm on I'm the Mad Hatter podcast, so I'm sure somebody <laughs> listening, we well, talked we about it. And I, and, you know, and I hate to be, you know what, and finally, I hate to be that guy like, oh, it's Pride Month. I should talk to this person. I hate to be that person. And there's been several times I'm like, oh, I should talk to Amir. I should talk to Amir. And I'm like. Okay, just to be now we're just one jock talking to another jock, mm-hmm. but this made it per, per, more purposeful. Uh, I think it gives you the opportunity to share a story, and I think with some of the people that watch my stuff or listen to my podcast or whatever, I what I'm hopeful for. Always, I talk to people that I personally think they're interesting, mm-hmm. uh, and I hope that whomever is watching or listening, they get the opportunity to say to see how they can be better or mm-hmm. grow or be helpful. That's why I'm very appreciative. And so, I want to say thank you for having yeah, me on because yeah, not seriously, because what I tell my friends in my circle is I want y'all to continue to have conversations with people in your lives who may be gay and to try to get a better understanding. Well, I never of, had a conversation. I mean, this is our first conversation. Yeah, but now you're having it and now people are going <laughs> to see this and hopefully it will okay, inspire somebody I, who's watching. Did we really need to have this? This is aside from a podcast. This is just me and you as two human beings. This person that literally almost been in your life. I'm kind of like an uncle in some regards. Okay, I want to see myself as that. But <laughs> did for us to have an understanding, was it really necessary for us to have it a conversation? Do you think so? It is necessary. I'm a believer in, hey, man, I'm here, and I just want you to live your best life. However that may be, as long as you ain't hurting nobody. Yeah, but so you, I never felt like there was a conversation for me to have. And I hate that I'm being the tradition. Everybody, I'm like hmm. all the other medias yeah. looking to do something now because it's Pride Month. And mm. I just accidentally, it popped in my head. And I'm like, this makes so much sense. Maybe it wasn't necessary for you and I to have it on a personal level. Gotcha. But it's important for us to have it on air because, like I keep saying, there is a young Amir Diamond who's 12 years old and mm-hmm. he needs to see somebody in media who's gay and who's himself. So that way maybe he won't commit suicide. Maybe he'll just feel more comfortable in his skin. And also I feel like it's important because there are family members, there's parents, there's parents like my dad, for instance, who I gave you that scenario. Mm-hmm. So has he come? Kind of okay. sort of. Yeah, that's a. So, no, yeah, <laughs> kind of, sort of. I guess he's trying to do his part, but okay. There, there's parents who might shun their kids for it, so I feel like if other p- parents see this, who are fans of yours, maybe it will make them 
maybe it, it'll do something in their heart to change it up a little bit. Okay. All right. So that's why I feel like it's necessary. Otherwise, I'm thinking about that, Amir. I'm a believer, live and let live, and that's why I never had to have the conversation with you. If if this wasn't Pride Month, I probably never would have had this conversation with you. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I, I love whom you are, and it it don't bother me, and it doesn't have anything to do with my life. Mm-hmm. So, kind of like mind your effing business, Hatter, is the way it comes across too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just me being honest with you. So, yeah. but there was no surprise. Like when I heard you on the air, I was like, "Whew, I'm glad that guy finally was able to let that get off his chest." Mm-hmm. Then, like I said, when I first, when I heard you on the vibe that day, I can't lie, I laughed to myself. I'm like, "Whew, well, guess we don't have to cross. We don't have to worry about crossing that river, do we? That river's been crossed, swam in, and the whole nine. But I was, I, I laughed to myself, and I was very, very happy. So mm-hmm. that's all I can say. But Amir, appreciate it. Nothing but love. I love you. Love I think you too. you've turned up. Turned out to be an incredible human being. I've never known you to try to hurt anybody. And to me, the most important thing is people who love people who ain't out there trying to hurt them. Because mm-hmm. they seem like sometimes there are people who take pride in hurting people. Mm-hmm. And you've never been one of those kind of people. So on that, I continue to salute you. Keep on doing a good job. I'm still finding you doing something wrong by the end of the week and say something about it. Check me out on the vibe, <laughs> the afternoon hustle, <laughs> two to seven p.m. weekdays. We have the HD two now, so you can go to ninety point nine. It is so much better that I don't have to go through all the app and Details. I can just oh yeah now I yeah. can just hit HD. Let me make sure Amir is doing. Well, I catch myself slipping because I listen when I'm not at work, and sometimes <laughs> my my Bluetooth will be connected to the app. I'm like. Why don't I just go to 90.9 and put on yeah, HD, too? And I and here's the other thing, too. I know HD is not that hot, highly sought after with people. But in our situation, when we stream most of the time, except in the evening, it is good to be able to hear on the dial. Mm-hmm. And I, I I like to think that the music is pretty it's pretty cold. Banging. It's cold. It's pretty banging. Got a good selection of, you know, local. And you know what I like about what we do? We play a lot of local R&B. And Amir, you've been responsible for finding and making sure that we're connected to, because I think we've covered hip-hop well in this city. I do not think that we've embraced R&B. I don't think so and either. Even from the past, the the you know uh, the Chris Walkers, the the classic guys who've had gold and platinum records, who have seemed to be forgotten. I hate that about this particular area we live in. So my main goal was to make sure that we had a good amount of R and B from the city on. Yeah, I'm gonna get the rappers. You know that's where I come from. I'm sure, but I really want to give them the opportunity. And you were really instrumental and you have been and continue to be in that. Even with us, you know, I hear you when you was talking to Dende mm-hmm. uh, the other day. I feel responsible for Dende. <laughs> I do. That's, that's, uh, that's our guy. Not uh, respond, but I feel like oh, that's our oh, guy. That's okay. the vibes oh, yeah, for guy. Sure. And, you know, I'm seeing all these other people. I'm like, oh, they, nah. come, they, come into the, they come into the plate late. And you know what? These artists, they recognize you that. You think so? They do, for sure. They tell me that they do. They recognize it. They notice when we've been playing their records and we're showing them love. And then once, I don't know, they go viral, all of a sudden other stations are coming to They're like, no, nah, I reached out to you in the past and you didn't show me love. <laughs> so they remember. Well, and we're not doing it to be remembered. We're really doing it because I think we're here and we're, we're supposed to be providing a service mm-hmm. and and giving opportunity and it just seems like that this that's the one area that in this city in my opinion 
that we were never really good at is exposing the R&B side of this city, which is so deep. And there's a huge jazz side. There's a huge mm-hmm. R&B side. And we know that there's a huge hip-hop side. Uh, but I don't think the other ones get get they don't get the love that they deserve. So we try our best. And I appreciate you keeping me abreast. And not just with, you know, local stuff. You know, there'll be something like, hey, man, I heard this in the club. Can we play this? It's gospel. I'm like, bruh, we the vibe. We play. If it has a vibe, we playing it. If you're talking about Jesus or whatever you're talking about, if it got a vibe, we playing it. So I love that about you, too. Like, can we play this? I'm like, is it jamming? If it passed it, we it's jamming test. We got it. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if it's, you know, I ain't a big on gospel music type guy. Unless it got a funky little beat on it and a great hook. If you got that, I'm in. So keep doing what you do, Amir. Love you. Appreciate it. Keep love doing you your thing. Hope you find the love you're looking for. It's coming. <laughs> we claiming it. Where are you at? And I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. My man. And had that conversation with your mom. We'll be right back.